defense. If you're a fan of the Indianapolis Colts and you're worried of defense, you're concerned about the defense, fear not. They got five really important players on that side of the ball. We're going to list them in order and why. They're the most important players. Not the top players, not the most valuable players, the most important players. There's a difference, a big difference. I will explain. Pacers Summer League, guys getting ready to go on the plane. Going to be a great time to watch the Indiana Pacers. It's going to be a fun team to watch. I know Summer League means nothing. Pacers basketball, to many of you, means nothing, even during the regular season. But this Summer League, I think it's going to be really interesting, and not just because of Benedict Mathurin, who is uh, the sixth overall draft pick. We're going to see what he looks like. Can he do what Chet Holmgren has done? He's playing against Summer League guys. What do you... What are you thinking about Chet Holmgren? People just crack me up, taking things so seriously. Uh, Jalen Smith has just been announced as a recent signee. The Pacers holding that media opportunity, kind of, to say, hey, look, we got Jalen Smith, and that is a big deal. Not that big a deal. I wish the NBA calendar was different in the way they kind of set things up. It's just stupid. Once a deal's done, make the deal public and let's go. This moratorium on stuff is just inane and stupid. The Chicago Cubs trailing one nothing in the bottom of the seventh right now in in Milwaukee. They lost, or they uh, actually they won last night. Kyle Hendricks got hurt though. They win because Suzuki can play baseball. Are the Cubs close to winning? We're not even going to talk about it. It just drives me crazy. Tell you the truth. All right, let's go. This is Inside Indiana Sports now with Kent Sterling. Brought to you by the great people at Johnson's Plumbing. You got a Johnson's, uh, you got a plumbing problem? Johnson's, they got plumbing solutions. Whap! Just like this. Uh, 765-610-8809. The number. Let's talk about sports. Smash that subscribe button. Hit the like button. We're all looking for 240 likes. If you're watching this, hit that like button. Get us to 240. Let's go. Let's talk about sports. The Colts' defense is going to be a significant part of the equation as to whether the Colts can get over the top in the AFC South, and there are five guys on that defense. We went over the offense this morning, and again, it's not most valuable. It is most important, and most important depends on the position, and it also depends upon the degradation from the starter to the second-tier guy. And number one... That's going to be a big deal. All right, let's start at number five, Dio Odangbo. I think he's the, most, the fifth most important guy on this defense. Dio, as we all heard last year, drafted in the second round with a torn Achilles, suffered right before uh, the Senior Bowl. He was getting ready for the Senior Bowl. Whap, tears it, gets back, and plays a little bit, not great, not looking like the guy you would expect to have a first-round grade prior to the injury, right? But really, really important for the Colts that this year he does that. You need depth on the defensive line. If you don't believe me, ask Chris Ballard. He will tell you, you need nine defensive linemen, nine of them starting quality defensive linemen. How many wide receivers do you need? You don't need any. If you have a good quarterback... The good quarterback will put it in his hands. You need a good quarterback, but you need nine starter-level defensive linemen. Are we out of our minds? 
At any rate, Dial, if he plays to the pedigree of a first-round draft pick, it's going to be a big deal for the Indianapolis Colts. They need to put pressure on the quarterback to make Gus Bradley's system work. Toward that end, Yannick Ngakwe, really, really important. Fourth most important player for the Colts. If not Yannick Ngakwe, who? Right? Who's going to get to the quarterback? Ngakwe, in every single season he's played, has had at least eight sacks. Most of the time, he's had exactly eight sacks. He's had eight, 12, nine and a half, eight, eight, and ten. There you go. If Ngakwe gets double-digit sacks and Pay gets a bunch of sacks, this could be a really, really nice defense. And in order for Yannick Ngakwe to get a bunch of sacks and really kind of prevail... Uh, in in elevating this defense from a, you know what, yeah, top 10 uh, most of the time that Matt Eberflus is here and points allowed, and they generated a lot of turnovers, but you got to get def- the defense off the field. You do that by forcing punts. Nothing gets that done quicker than sacking the quarterback. Darius Leonard, if they don't get sacks and they don't generate punts, Darius Leonard is the third most important defensive guy last year he would have been number one because the way that you were getting off the field was through turnovers. And Darius Leonard generated 12 all by his lonesome. The rest of the team combined had uh, 21. Darius had 12. That is a dynamic defensive player, especially in Matt Eberflus' system. We worry about his ankle. We worry about his back. Who plays behind him? Probably EJ Speed, I'm guessing. You feel comfortable with DJ Speed? Not nearly as comfortable as you would with a guy who is a perennial AP uh, All-Pro first-teamer and Pro Bowler, right? He's been first-team three times, second-team once. That's pretty damn good for an outside linebacker. Number two, this feeds into the other stuff, into Ngakwe and Odengbo and Pei, who he didn't list, but also him. You need a lockdown corner. You got to have one. And the Colts haven't had one. I can't remember the last one that the Colts had. It might have been Ray Buchanan. It might have been that long ago. Isaiah Rogers is not one. Rocky Seen was not one. Quincy Wilson was not one. Uh, Darius Butler was not a lockdown cornerback. You've had a lot of cornerbacks come through the city of Indy. Marlon Jackson was not a lockdown cornerback. A lot of cornerbacks come through Indy. You need a lockdown guy. Stephon Gilmore is a guy who in 2019 was the Defensive Player of the Year. He, when healthy, is a lockdown corner. The gap between the 2019 Defensive Player of the Year cornerback Stephon Gilmore and the second, who is it, like Chesley? I don't know who the guy is this year. Is is TJ Carey even still on the team? How about Marvell Tell? I don't know. That we don't know who the backup is to Stephon Gilmore is troubling. Because if Stephon Gilmore gets hurt, you got a problem on the exterior of that defense. You need Stephon Gilmore on that defense. You want him on that defense. You can't handle not having Stephon Gilmore on that defensive field. All right. If you got a guy who's going to lock down the one option, you can get to the quarterback. That's what Ngakwe does. It's what Pay's going to do. And that brings us to our number one most important defensive player for the Indianapolis Colts, and that is DeForest Buckner. 
DeForest Buckner, the three-tech for the Colts, defensive tackle, paid a lot of money, and rightly so, because uh, DeForest Buckner has been uh, an all-pro. He's been a pro bowler. He's a guy who, for the 13th overall pick, you really got value back. That was a good trade. Uh, Chris Ballard, very, very nice job making that trade. And most trades. He doesn't get screwed over very often. The Wentz trade, notwithstanding, the trade for DeForest Buckner was really, really smart. Last year, seven sacks, a guy who anchors that defensive line. And here's how, here's the miracle of football. The thing that we love about football is everything is interconnected. In fact, more than this, it's it's like interlaced. If you have defensive tackles who can push the front of that defensive line and keep the quarterback from stepping up, you give your defensive ends a chance to get sacks. So through Buckner and Stewart or Lewis or whoever's in the middle of that line, those guys holding their own at least and pushing the middle of the offensive line back, you give the ends a shot to get to the quarterback. If you have good ends and they're pinching around the end and they force a quarterback to step up and Buckner can shed his blocker or two, he's going to be able to get to the quarterback. You get to raise all kinds of hell when you've got four guys working together to do their jobs in that defensive front. And then if you've also got cornerbacks who can cover, life's easy for a defense, and that's what we hope it's going to be. So again, to recap, the fifth most important player on the Colts defense, Daya Odengbo. Fourth is Yannick Ngakwe. Third is Darius Leonard. Second is Stephon Gilmore. And first, DeForest Buckner. You want to hear about the most important offensive players? This morning's video takes care of that. Number one, I'll tell you. uh, I'll give you one, two, and three. And that's Matt Ryan, number one. Number two is Michael Pittman Jr. Number three is Jonathan Taylor. So there you go. Uh, We got no, there's no bell ringing here, Fireman Jeff. You don't have to worry about being late. There's no tardy bell. We're all good. Uh, Pacers, uh, probably right now, given uh, the level at which they tend to run late periodically, uh, announcing that Jalen Smith is coming back to the Pacers, a two-year deal, nice deal for the Pacers. Jalen Smith, a guy. Did you know that Jalen Smith last year averaged, he's 22 years old, he averaged 13.4 points per game and 7.6 assists. Miles Turner last year, 12-9 and 7-1 for his career. He's 12-7 and 6-9. Jalen Smith can play and is going to earn his $5 bucks at a level that uh, Miles Turner doesn't earn his 18. And why has Miles Turner not been traded? That's a pretty damn good reason. You don't get value for that $18 bucks. If you can go out and get Jalen Smith at five, why in the hell would you pay 18 for Miles Turner? That is a great, that's why Miles Turner right now is kind of a man without a team. He is not coming back here. He's not coming back to the Pacers. I, I, he does not fit. He is a substantial detriment and liability to this team, given who and what he is and the way Rick Carl wants to play with these guys. And Rick Carlisle will tell you different to your face. That's the way it goes. Uh, Summer League. 
Again, we spent some time today with Ronald Norred and Fanbo Zhang, called by one member of the media who I won't name, uh, Zanbo Fang, which is, of course, the uh, he was, he's the heir apparent to Sammy Terry in hosting the Indianapolis horror feature uh, kind of flick fest on Friday nights during the winter time. That's uh, Zanbo Fang. Uh, Fanbo Zhang is a really good left-handed shooter from China. Who can? If people are talking about Fanbo Zhang, he had committed to Gonzaga, did not go to Gonzaga, went to the G League, and, and now signed a two-way deal with the Pacers. We're going to see him on the Pacers next year, and you are going to really like him. We talked to him too today on uh, on our little video that we do periodically. The and really, it's been almost every day for about three weeks. Um, but Ronald Norad. Boy, oh boy, does he check the boxes as being a guy who's going to be a hell of a head coach. And Fanbo Zhang checks a lot of boxes in terms of playing NBA basketball at a really high level. He can shoot. And if you can shoot, you can play. And if you can't shoot, you can't play. Tom O'Brien will tell you that. Hell, he can kick it in from there. Uh, Baker Mayfield goes to Carolina for a conditional fifth rounder. The Browns are going to pay $10.5 million of his salary. The Browns, man. The Browns. It's perfect that the Browns and the Panthers get together for this kind of deal that really services neither, right? I mean, the Browns get Baker Mayfield for, what, about $5 bucks. The Browns are going to pay $10.5 million of it. Mayfield is going to sit behind Sam Darnold because Sam Darnold is going to be paid $18 million. He's guaranteed $18 million in his fifth year after being a first-round draft pick. It's just hilarious. The malfeasance at the executive level in the NFL is mind-boggling. These guys make a lot of money to, to trip over their joint every single step they take. How can you be this bad at that job, right? Who are you going to trade for next if you're the Panthers, and who are you going to play next to either not pay or, or not play, or play someplace else if you're the idiot Browns. How is this even possible? Hire a human being to vet these decisions, for God's sake. What is the matter with you people? The owners of these teams are ridiculous. Jimmy Haslam, either sell your team or hire somebody to run the damn thing, would you? Uh, like I said, Cubs down, one nothing in the seventh. Um, here's the thing. People are talking, Greg Doyle wrote, and I, I don't subscribe to the star uh, because they stopped delivering, despite the fact I was paying them. They just stopped delivering the paper to me. And, and that bothers me. I used to see it as like a civic responsibility to support local journalism, which now I do via subscription, but not with the Indianapolis Star because they're customer relations people. And let's say that's an, oxymor uh, an oxymoron. It, it, the customer and the relations never really got together with uh with the indianapolis star but greg doyle wrote a piece i saw the headline uh pacers have the pieces uh to go get kevin durant kevin durant does not want to play in indianapolis indianapolis that the indiana pacers are in the midst of an overhaul of their roster they're not even a big piece away from contending for a championship and kevin durant what what whatever he's looking for kevin durant it's not here and the Nets don't want what the Pacers have got. That is also a problem. 
Unless it's just like endless first round picks plus Buddy Heald and Miles Turner. Why do people why do people keep talking about Miles Turner as though he has value to another NBA team? Why? You want a guy to block shots? Go get Taco Fall, for God's sake. He'll block shots. He'll just stand there like the chief and one flew over to Cuckoo's Nest and, and block shots and like grab the netting and bounce the ball out of there and commit goaltending. I, what are you doing? Goodness sake. The Pacers are on a really good trajectory. I like what the Pacers and Kevin Pritchard are doing. They're using personality and character as part of their vetting process. Chris Duarte smiles a lot. Benedict Matherin, he is a hard worker. First in, last out. That's the way it goes. Fan Bozang, really, really interesting guy. Chris Duarte, Isaiah Jackson. These are guys, two of these guys, two of the guys that I've mentioned are going to wind up being stalwarts here. Pillars of this franchise. That's what they need. That's what they're getting. And that's a good thing. And Kevin Durant, does not fit into that formula. I know you got to get clicks, but gee. All right, tomorrow morning, breakfast with Kent, bright and early. Tomorrow morning, we're going to talk to Benedict Matherin again. I, I can't wait. We talked to him last week. We'll talk to him tomorrow. Looking forward to that. Tomorrow morning, it's all about the Indianapolis Colts. Less than three weeks away from their first public workout and... 17 days away from uh, Rookies Reporting. Going to be fantastic. We'll talk to you then.